Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Console Wars podcast. We're back. What up? How are you doing, Maddie? What up, everyone? Now, there's some exciting updates. Maddie's been playing a lot of Halo and wants to talk about it badly. But I do not have an Xbox Series anything yet. I expect Santa will be delivering it to me on Christmas. So we're going to hold off. Oh, my God. And I know, I know you're dying to talk about it, but we're going to hold off until I get a handle on how good Halo is before, you know, we actually talk about it. Plus, we got to wait for the campaign to come out. What does it come out? What day does it come out? The 8th. The 8th. Okay. Halo so... day. I've been gagged. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to censor you. I know you can't talk about anything these days, so I'm the last one that wants to impose <laughs> any more rules. No, but it's more fun that way, isn't it? It's more fun if we yeah. wait until you've played it and you can eat crow. In, okay, you can use, how about you, you have to describe it in two words right now? What do you have to say about Halo so far? Fucking epic. Awesome. I'm excited. <laughs> no, I'm excited. Even though I, I'm, <laughs> after the last episode, I was on my knees, just, just took a body blow <laughs> via PlayStation's failure. Um, and Microsoft's dominance. I'm excited to play it still and like see see it for myself. But we're going to take a little pause. We're going to pause a little bit. And we're going to do something that nobody ever really thinks to do at the end of the year. No publications or anything really thinks to do this. Uh, we're going to mm. make a list. We're going to say a list. This is our favorite games of the dead generation. The flop previous generation that is dead and behind us right now. Yeah. That is the PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. As we duked it out, you know, over the last generation, we're entering the new one, guns blazing, and we're going to look back and say, you know, what were our favorite games on the PS4 and Xbox One? No Switch, no Wii U. Uh, we don't really cover baby games on this podcast. <laughs> Ignoring that we talked about Mario, I think, every other week for the run of this podcast so far. But... Uh, each of us have compiled our top five games for the PS4 and Xbox One. And uh, we actually have another list after that that we'll get around to, which is the inverse of our favorite things of the generation. So stay tuned. But we're going to start, I'm assuming, counting down from number five on each of our lists, Matty. Yes. Do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? You go first. And can I just say also, this was hard. This was hard. I, I love games, man. I'm a big gamer. You, I'm a huge gamer. Gaming for me is like pretty much life. Uh, life is but a game. But um, <laughs> did you feel like looking at this list? Maybe it's just me. I was kind of like taking out the best Nintendo games. It was kind of not the best generation I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. I don't know. Well, so I had that a little bit when I went through my PlayStation 4 library. Um, so I like turned on my PS5. Oh, I hadn't turned it on for God knows how long, but um, <laughs> just to go through the library, you know, everything that I've played is on there. So scrolling through, yeah, I expected to see that that one's already on there. Blah 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 blah. But yeah, I was a little bit like, it's a combination of things. There's some things and that I love that just haven't uh, held up over the years, you know. Yeah, um, for sure. And in terms of like my criteria, 
I was a bit torn between sort of initial impact, initial experience, and what I think of it now. You know, how good is a yeah. game if it's still good, man? Like that's a special game, isn't it? But we'll get we'll get to it, and we can. I mean, it was a long it. generation, right? Like it, it was started, exa- yeah, way way back. And yeah, I think I'm mostly basing it on just like the time I spent with them. I, I'm bad about revisiting games, but we'll do our top five. I think I said we'd both name a couple honorable mentions up top. So we'll start with that. I'll just say quickly before oh, I get dunked on. Oh, fuck. Fortnite. Jesus. I played probably more than any other game at a certain oh. point. I played it obsessively for three months and I had a lot of fun. And I was really good at it for a little bit. And I think it was really good and fun for a a period. And it's hard to deny its cross-market appeal. Everyone (laughs) loved it for a little bit. It's, like, very embarrassing now at this point, I think. But I had a lot of fun with it. So it's worth mentioning that Fortnite, just mentioning a Battle Royale game. It was really, I really, really enjoyed my time with it. So that's one honorable mention for me. I will say. Okay. Feel free not to react to that. I, I would react, but it may be showing up later in my list, so... Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I did not buy any of the battle passes or anything. Okay, calm down. <laughs> uh, two other... I'm going to name two indie games, because this is not like me, and neither of them is about grief or loss or depression. Because uh, I don't deal with that shit that's all in your head. Get over it. Uh, but <laughs> the two games I'll mention are super hot. I really mm. like... I think it's really fun. It's just like one cool mechanic and repeated over and over and over again. And it's really good. And I played like the DLC thing and that was pretty fun as well. But the, just the original game is really good. I have not played it in VR. I heard it's amazing. Great game. Uh, that was me that set that, by the way. Yes, it was from that. Uh, and the other indie game I will mention as an honorable mention of the generation is Baba Is You is a game. Who? I Did you ever play that? No. Baba is You is a like, oh God, it's hard to explain, but it's like this logic puzzle game that is like Atari graphics. And it's just like, you have to reach this. You're like a little sheep, hence Baba. uh, And you're trying to reach this one target. And at this point, I forget what what the end flag, I think it's a flag actually. And there's just various formulas on oh. the, it's so hard to explain. I don't know if you if you've played it before. Yeah, but I've seen. I've, it, I've seen it. It's very cool. What it is, it's just like you're like reconfiguring the rules of the level. It'll like by rearranging words and letters. So it'll say "Baba is you," meaning you are the goat. And like the word "float" will be on it. Be like if you move it, if you push that word under the sentence, it'll be like now you can float. So now you can walk across the water. So it's like you're changing the math programming the level the logic of the level by rearranging the words and it's just it's probably like the hardest puzzle game i haven't finished the witness but it's like i didn't finish baba as you but i just thought it was like the coolest most unique indie puzzle game Mm. i played in the last however many years it's fantastic and it's fucking hard it's one of those games where you feel like that's the thing i always look for in puzzle games which is you feel very smart when you yes. beat a level and you're like, I'm a genius. And it's just great. I think everyone should check it out. And like, even just playing the, if you just want to play it for the first 10 levels or whatever, which are like pretty easy. It's just like so cool to be like, oh, wow. They like 
this is just like the most stripped down game where like the the guts of the game are showing and you're playing around with them and that's what makes it kind of unique so those are my honorable mentions sounds sick it's very cool me baba you jane <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> um is that it for you those are my honorable mentions what are your your two you you have a couple honorable mentions Oh, this was tough, man. So my first honorable mention is Death Stranding. Now, I kind of technically played this on PS4. Well, played half of it, the PS4 version, half of it, the PS5 version. But, you know, who cares? That's fair. That's fine. I, I, I have cares? one of those on my list, too. I fucking loved it, man. I absolutely loved it. So I think the best way to kind of describe its approach and where it got me so much was that I think a lot of open world games are kind of designed like sort of there's pockets of of activities dotted around the map and i don't think that's only a recent like ubisoft thing i think you know that was the case of gta 3 you would you would go to a a letter on the map that the mission giver blah 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 blah. and often the driving around or the traversal was like a means to an end it was fun but it's not necessarily an obstacle right and i think the more we get I guess the more open world games that are made, the further away we get from thinking about traversal as a thing. And I think the gameplay is really about making you kind of acknowledge the space that you're in and the environment, recognizing it. And I think that's really clever. I really want to play it. I'm, I'm ex- I, I, it's like one of those games where everyone's like, oh, it's like 100 hours long. So I'm just like, fuck, I'm never going to play this. Same with like Persona 5 and things like that. Yeah, we'll get around to playing that. So that's that's it's one a, honorable mention for you. It's beautiful, beautiful humanist game. Great message. I heard it also uh, has some like weird parallels with like, you know, COVID life as well. I've heard. Yeah, because it's like you're delivering things in a. No, totally. That was isolated. a. But that wasn't something that I was thinking about when I was playing it. It was what what struck me was just that it's he. Kojima and and you know the team and whatever he is still very excited by video games as a medium and I think obviously the kind of um reputation he has is that he wants to be a filmmaker and all this shit but really no I think he is he is very very still fascinated by video games and their potential and you can feel that in the when now that he's freed of the shackles of Metal Gear um I think it's a really good thing so yeah that one and my second is Astrobot Rescue Mission, which is the VR PSVR Astrobot game, which fucking rules. And Damn. the only reason it's not my top five is I've not finished it. So that's it. The best way to describe this, I remember when it came out, there was this like viral tweet by someone who said that it was VR's Mario sixty four moment, and everyone was like, "Ah, what are you on about?" You're stupid. And then you play it and you can actually understand. (laughs) You can actually understand the point that this person was trying to make because it kind of what they do in the game is they bring in this new verb or sort of, I don't know, method of interactive interactivity into a 3D platformer. They kind of pull a rug under under the genre. And an example would be in the first level, and obviously in VR, your peripheral vision's incredibly wide, and you can obviously look around the level 
So you have this 3D stage, you have your little Astrobot guy, and he's a plat he's platforming. But soon enough, the game basically asks you to like duck and to peek around the, the 3D level while you're platforming and to look for things. And that kind of requirement for you to be perceptive and to be explorative and interrogate the level in, in a kind of interactive way, they run with it in such a fun sort of imaginative way. And that it's, sounds sick. It's, it's fucking genius, man. And it's such I'm a really shame. excited by their, that team. Like, like oh, the fucking playroom was so good too. Like, uh... It's such a shame that it's obviously, you know, it's stuck on VR, but it's only possible through VR. So really it's a yeah. cost barrier. And I think with the PlayStation VR 2, what they really need to do is make everything easier for everyone. And then more people can play it because it's, it's, it's brilliant. So there you go. Awesome. All right. Now let's get down to the real shit. Our uh, top five. I'm shaking. All right. Number five. I cheated already. Only what time I cheat on the list. Tie for number five. Oh, my but God. No. Sorry. But listen up. Doom 2016 and Doom Eternal tied. Wow. For number five. Really? Yes. You don't think Eternal's better than 2016? I just like them for different reasons. Like they yeah. just have different philosophies. So Doom is like, don't stop, keep going, Bloodborne with guns type thing. And Bloodborne just missed my list as well. Uh, spoiler. Uh, but it's just like fun. That's a fucking it's honorable not- mention. Sorry, go on. <laughs> another book yeah <laughs> the list is growing to like oh, 25 uh but uh it's just like non-stop just like keep going keep moving halo on steroids whatever <laughs> and then eternal's like a rhythm game almost mm. where it's like do this then do that then do this then do that then that guy's there so you have to switch whatever weapon you're using so it's like it's almost like a sequencing like you don't have as much freedom it's a lot more precise. It's definitely more hardcore. Like, I think it turned a lot of people off because of how, I, I think it turned you off initially. Yeah. Because it's so it's much more limiting than 2016 in, in a lot of ways. Uh, and yeah. but it's still like you still have a lot of variety of approaches of like you know it, it opens up a lot of different cascading options. But 2016 just for the fun level, and then Eternal for the ruthless hardcore gaming experience I crave as a gamer. <laughs> I think you're right, actually. I think you're right in that they do kind of work as companion pieces in a way because they do different things to your brain. And Mm -hmm. Doom 2016 was such a kind of, I think for a lot of people, quite a cathartic return to that kind of uh, FPS design. And yes, Eternal, initially, I fucking hated it because of its restrictive nature. And mm-hmm. there is some, I think the reason I kind of turned around on it was obviously I got more familiar with it, but also I recognized that although there is a, an order to things, there is not an order to how you actually approach the the level or like the space yeah. with the enemies in it. And Doom 2016 yeah. is like, just fucking go, man, yeah. the game. Yeah. So yeah, that's a good choice. I will allow this. My number five is Rocket League. Oh my god! You chewed so, me out for Fortnite. And you did Fortnite. Oh fucking car. fuck! Rocket League's fucking great, man. It's good. No, I like. It. It's not good. No, it's joking. <laughs> it, 
it kind of makes me nauseous. Though. It feels like you're like steering a like. It feels like you're like I'm trying to like steer a boat. I mean, here. this is like this is one of the this is one of the success stories of the generation. You know, for sure. Their their previous game, which I think on PS3 was called Supersonic Rocket Powered Voodoo Cars or whatever. I don't know. Nope. Speaking <laughs> of fringe, <laughs> and it wasn't a hit. It was like very very niche, like. And it's pretty fa- fucking random, though. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> and the fact that they were able to take what was such a great idea, the kernel of this great idea that they had, and really just chop everything off that did not serve the sort of core conceit, you know? Like, even the name, like, Rocket League, just fucking, there you go. It's so concise. Yeah. And I think there's a lot of really interesting or clever design design decisions that they make in it the way the boost works, just the simplicity of it. And it's just so fucking fun. Like, scoring, saving, and assisting all feel amazing. And it's got it's this my kind generation's of, Pong, in my opinion. <laughs> it's got a timeless quality to it. And I was thinking about, you know, that quote, that expression, why does an ocean deep as a puddle as a way to criticize something, you know? So I was thinking... What if Rocket League is... I don't read, sorry. Right, why does a puddle deep as an ocean? Because I re- <laughs> It doesn't look deep, but it is. There's so many layers of skill to it. Like, top level. Does that expression make sense, or have I just made the fill of myself? For sure, the ocean doesn't look deep at all to me. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, uh, no, that that, that game, it is a great game. Like I'm not Great game, it. great game. I spent you, loads of time on it. If Minecraft is on your list later, I'm going to vomit. But anyways... Number four, Control. Now, this is kind of a cheat, too, because I played this on PS5, and apparently it runs like shit on PS4, so it's kind of cheating. I'm surprised at this because, number one, I actually kind of recommended it to you, so I feel like the impact is real. And also, wow, that made a big impression on you then? I just, like, was like, I don't think... It's like one of those games where it's like it's it on a paper or whatever from afar. It's like okay, it's a B plus game basically. Mm. It's just like solid A out of ten. Great, good, really good mechanics, fun, like stupid fucking story that's kind of fun. Uh, pretty like decent, neat little art style. Very dark and grim and like whatever. It's like whatever. But I just got so fucking addicted to it. Really, like just crazy addicted. Mm. in a way that I had not been addicted to a game in a, in a really long time when I played it. I just kept on going back to it and I like was like, oh, I'm going to clear out all the side missions too after I beat the main store. And I did, did, like mostly did that. And I was just like, I never do this anymore, really. Mm. Uh, so I just thought, I think I just found the core shooting mechanics, the jumping mechanics, the whatever, so satisfying. I can see why somebody would play it and be like, it's like fine. It's like pretty good or whatever. To be fair, I've seen a lot of people say similar things. What before I played it, Everyone was saying it was the sleeper hit of, of the generation. More people need to check this out. And I think Remedy are a special developer. They have something unique about them. And um, they've been misfiring for a while. Whether you like Alan Wake or not, whether you like Quantum Break or not, um, I said that without believing it because I know nobody likes Quantum Break. <coughs> they have been misfiring, you know. Max yeah, P- sure. Max Payne was such an enormous game. Yeah. Like the legacy of that games, although bullet times not really in video games anymore. The legacy I think of that game 
the what the, the noir stuff, all of it was huge. And Control is the first thing I've played from them since Max Payne, where I feel like they've actually matched the legacy set by Max Payne. So Absolutely. the gameplay fucking rules. It's great. The gameplay fucking is awesome. Anyway, you're number four. Go. Slay the Spire. Fucking this is just a masterpiece. No hyperbole. No hyperbole. No hyperbole. <laughs> because cards, though. Yeah, this is the it's it has one flaw, the fucking genre. <laughs> because and okay, so this is like a, a roguelike card deck building game, oh. right? Turn based. I know. I know how it's I know, I've heard amazing things though. Uh, but we we've t- spoken a lot about roguelikes on the podcast, obviously. Slay the Spire is such a pure form of what a roguelike is because really what defines a roguelike is the decision making and the decisions that you're forced to make in a run because there's a lack of permeance and nothing carries over. What that allows the game to do is actually have really big consequences for your decisions and it is constantly asking you to make decisions and and as you learn through experience what the ramifications of those decisions and the synergy with the decks and I mean it's just so fucking like sophisticated man it's just so clever and it's not a stuffy nerdy game it is not a kind it's not magic it's not like a tabletop such thing. a hard sell for me but it does like I've heard wonderful things from you and and uh, from other journalists and stuff like that I'm just like not other not that you're a journalist <laughs> Uh, but uh, but no, like it, it does seem great. I just it's, it's just a, such <laughs> that is like the hardest sell of all time. Card based <laughs> roguelike. I'm just like it, it's but. you know you know that we spoke about that kind of crack of Hades and stuff. Yeah. This has that. This has it, man. It actually had it more, I would say, than Hades or Returnal for me. As in, I had a longer love affair with this than than either of those games. Um, nice. and it's on Switch as well, so that's a plus. Anyway, 10 out of 10. All right. Number three. By the way, I'll just say now, we joked about Nintendo earlier. If Nintendo was allowed on the it's Switch was allowed on this list, and 3DS, I would have had Mario Odyssey number one, Breath of the Wild number two. Jesus Christ. L- Link Between Worlds number five. Best decision we ever made. None of them are shit on <laughs> Actually put interesting games on there. Uh, don't worry, I'm not, I don't have any interesting games on this list. <laughs> you're gonna see. Um, number three for me. This is when you're gonna cringe to death. Ooh. Cuphead. Oh yeah, I knew it's this would be on there. Good. Man. It's fucking so good. It's yeah. great. <laughs> I love bullet hell games. I'm so I shocked like that you design. love bullet hell games. By the way, why? Just I'm a like poor gamer. No, I know that, but it's such a Japanese genre. Do you not I'm think? A, I'm a, I'm a weeb. No, but like <laughs> I, no, I mean like I mostly grew up playing Japanese games, but also just like I fucking like I don't know if it's just like Star Fox. I, my favorite game as mm, like my, the thing that got me into gaming was Galaga. Oh wow, I didn't know that. Like my mom was a Galaga fan. That was like the game I was playing all the time on my the Game Boy edition of Galaga. 
But I just fucking love Bullet Hell games. This game looks amazing. It's maybe stealing from like racist cartoons, but it looks insane. It looks fucking insane. The game is amazing. It's insane that they fucking did that with two people or whatever. But but Canadian dude. So do you think early on it was all about the it was all about that when it and then it came out and then suddenly people started talking about the actual game. Insane. Yes, because like I thought it looked amazing, but I was it was one of those things where it's like, oh, fucking another like side-scrolling indie game. But it looks amazing, but another side-scrolling indie game. But the game, like the gameplay is, I mean, I guess I could see like the complaint being that the art style is so insane and beautiful and like hectic and beautifully drawn that like maybe the hit detection is not as accurate as like an eight-bit game or like a like a Galaga or like a whatever any other bullet hell game. Because it's just like, because the animation's so frantic. Mm. But I think it's pretty tight. I never felt like cheated at all. Mm. It's very hard, but not like impossibly so. Where would you uh, put it on the hard scale? I don't know, because I think I am better at 2D bullet hell games like, versus like Returnal or whatever. Mm. I think it, I don't know, it's it's really hard for me to say, but it is definitely very hard for the average gamer. But like, I'm good at the sort of exact kind of bullet hell stuff it's presenting so i don't think it's great i think the last the penultimate boss is like really really hard unless you know the trick uh to it which Mm. is like it makes you go through basically a gauntlet of mini bosses and if you like figure out how to get through that without getting a certain sequence of things it's like really fucking hard but other than that it's just like they did an amazing job it's insane that the like such a small team made it and I will like they're making DLC. They've been making it for fucking years now and I'll play it whenever it comes <laughs> out. Just It's so good. Great bullet hell game. And like just the art style of it, it's so much mm. that I'm just like, I, I love it. Yeah. Cute. So yeah, that's my number three. My number three. Cyberpunk 2077. Okay. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> you haven't even fucking played it, man. <laughs> this one I'm not going to play, but okay. Maybe I will. Maybe I, will. I stand by what I said. I think when I got when I played it, I think I said this is my game of the generation. Obviously, it's not. Two of the games have pipped it. But I think this, just some context, I played this on Series X. It was the best way to play it on console. I was very lucky. It was December of last year. I had a Series X. You still can't fucking get one. I know that I'm the 1%, okay? But the version that I played was fucking spectacular. It is so difficult to talk about this game without just the noise that it generated and the disappointment, and they should never have released it. But I I see that as an executive decision. And when I say never released it, I mean on the last-gen consoles and stuff. That's an executive suit decision. The actual yeah. game, the actual craft, and the artistry the atmosphere. Yeah. is just, for me, this is a watershed moment in video game world. It's next level, right? Like just like It's the next level, man. Scope. Do you know what this is? I will describe this right now. When you're playing a video game from PS2, PS3, whatever, and you're going sort of through an environment, and there's like a fence or something, and there's a city off in the distance, and you're like 13 years old, and you used to think, God, imagine if you could go in that city. That's this game. 
this yeah. is the game that you just used to sort of like dream about as a kid. Now, obviously, it's got flaws and there's certain sort of balancing issues with it and there's narrative issues and stuff. But I will say that there's moments in it when they, the dream, they reach it, man. Momentarily, when the illusion is working, they they touch it and it's amazing. So it has to be number three. I I listen. I I am I am interested in playing it when it's like in a stable condition, whatever they release on PS Five. I will like check it out. It does look insane, like the amount of work that went into it. Clearly, like it was so fucking huge and detailed that like nothing could <laughs> that like no technology could fucking handle it. Like that's pretty impressive in its own way, as as irresponsible as releasing it was. But and it's not just the sort of it isn't just the technical showcase or. A kind of artistic showcase. I I do think the game itself is a very very good immersive sim, and right. there's a lot of verticality in the open world, and that was the most impressive thing to me. Was typically in games like this. Think of GTA. You know, there's like 15 places you can walk into. And you yeah. never on the rooftops. There's fuck all. Well, in this, it has the verticality of I don't know thief or something, and but you're in a cyberpunk city. I mean, it's just, how the fuck did they do that? So, number three. Okay, number two. Now, this is going to give us major hate mail from certain a certain faction of gamers. Mm-hmm. And I'm embarrassed to put such a liberal, cucked game number two on my <laughs> list. Oh, I know. But uh, Last of Us Part Two. Part two. Number two. On my list. I wish things were different. Ellie! But they ain't. Please stop! It's fucking so good. It's so good. I don't care about Naughty Dog. I don't even like their games very much. I think Uncharted, prior to this, Uncharted 4 is easily their best game. That and Last of Us 1 are like, I think we're easily their best games. I fucking hate Uncharted 1. (laughs) I think fucking, they're not, like, I think all the Nathan Drake quips and shit are are cringe. I thought the gameplay sucked in all of their games up until maybe (laughs) Last of Us 1. And then I think it's like a 6 out of 10 gameplay wise. I find the whole cinematic gaming experience shit very cringe but this game as over long as it is and it's not perfect they destroyed my <laughs> best my favorite character joel my joel my favorite character <laughs> in gaming jo- joel they ruined him uh but i digress but regardless it is so far and away their best playing game that I feel like I'm fucking taking crazy pills when people say like the first one is better, like gameplay wise or whatever. It's no, fucking man. crazy. They went sicko mode, man. It is the best, like top three best playing third person shooter of all time. It's like fucking so good. It's so good gameplay wise. The amount of detail and like the animation is disgustingly like it's <laughs> how the fuck did I they know. do this on a regular PS4? It looks insanely good. The reload animations are so fucking detailed. Everyone's face is so emotive. When they're like, oh, fuck, you're killing me. You're killing my dog. I'm th-. Like, you see, like, their excruciating pain on their face. It's so cynical and violent in a way that I'm like, fuck, yeah, just fucking do it. 
and like people crying about how like it's not the right time to release this during a pandemic i was like i don't know man i'm like enough nice baby shit make a grim (laughs) fucking game and they did it and it's they didn't give a shit man they didn't give a fuck they're so fucked up they fucking put such a it's so gruesome it's such a fucking gruesome violent game but it's just like there is no game more visceral ever it is the most visceral fucking shooter like it, it is so visceral and like that's what I'm like always like trying to scratch that itch of just like when I shoot a gun I want to feel like it's like bah! like you're just like, sh- like fucking actually killing something. That's what the game feels like. And like I think there is some amazing narrative moments and some amazing writing and some amazing cutscenes. And I think like the, the final cutscene is incredible and like has some really strong thematic like loss, whatever grief shit that like other games don't even get close to, even though it's such a well-worn area at this point uh it's fucking great no you're so right though because i so much has spoken about the story and the writing and stuff and and you know come on the writing is in a different stratosphere to any other game they're like hbo whatever better than most hbo show level but like it's obviously not as great as like the best films ever that's all people fucking pay attention to though like it's the gameplay the story the story you're so right about the visceral thing about it because that is the character of the game and it's such an overused word but it's it yeah. really is man it it's it's a special game truly is a special game like listen it got so many game of the year awards it has like a fucking 95 on metacritic but it's just like it had this weird reaction where it's like oh great another one of these type of things with like with the <laughs> hipster journalists and whatever that just made me fucking lose my mind because i'm just like what this is the one you're doing it with like the one that actually feels like that actually gives you the fucking action movie feel that every game is promised and like it's total bullshit and we'll talk about shit we hate about the generation next uh we've hated from the generation just like so much fucking bullshit marketing about like oh it makes you feel like you're in the action destructible environments like realistic violence and like none of it is ever true and in this game it's like amazing fucking gameplay and this is the fucking naughty dog game where they're like no this is too far this one sucks no all the other ones fucking sucked this one's great you suck, Not, you suck. no it was i i don't know why i'm getting on a high horse about this game that's like sold 10 billion copies and has won a million it's, games but it deserved it's just it, like it deserved it 100 deserved it it's so like i want the fucking violent visceral shooter and like that's that's what it is it's it's it perfected it Cut out the story. I'm so excited for like whatever the multiplayer oh my God. component is. It's going to be disgustingly. I hope it's even more violent <laughs> and makes me even sadder about the pandemic or like I don't give a <laughs> fuck. Just release it. I'm pumped. So that's my number two. All right. The only reason it's number two and not number one is because it is way too long and there's too many cutscenes and walking sim shit that they put in all their games. But it's it's the best of their games. Yes. Um, I'm gone. I'm gonna burp. Sorry. That's okay, I've been burping this whole episode. My number two. My number two is Deus Ex Mankind Divided. Oh shit. I'm gonna just do a little anecdote and, 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 and describe it. Come at this in a personal way. Because this is not a, a, a much-loved game. But growing up, I love Splinter Cell. 
If anyone knows it's that stealth game where you're like a spy and you're dropped into sort of different places in, in the world. And I grew up with those games specifically. I loved Chaos Theory. Chaos Theory is actually probably my favorite game of all time. And wow. um, what I actually loved about them and what I realized as I was growing older was that you're dropped into this level that often is grounded in the real world. It'll be like a bathhouse or a CIA office or something and there'll be people talking and it will put they'll put all these resources and all this effort into sort of selling the ambience and the legitimacy of the space and the environment and because you're a spy you're the observer so you're often moving through the space you don't want to be seen you're in the shadows but they're just going about their life and I love that I've always loved games that where you're not in a castle, a medieval castle, or you know, in some kind of spectacular place, but you're actually just in the real world. Um, yeah, and it's something I've always really liked. So, the reason I love Deus Ex is that it's an immersive sim and it has all those similar uh, sort of traits and approaches to its world. And this genre specifically is all about that, it's all about not only selling the world and giving it an atmosphere and a detail and a kind of law and a logic and all these things through its environmental storytelling and stuff it also gives it a kind of reactivity and you know i think the famous kind of most traditional example of deus ex is that you are tasked to get inside inside of some kind of building there'll be a locked door you can hack the door or maybe you move like a, a drink uh, machine or something and there's a vent and you go through that fence and you get in so it's kind of rewards exploration and it re rewards trying different things well you can actually just throw a grenade and the door will just explode and you just oh, get that in that way so it's all those kind of things but this this day is like specifically i just was fucking so obsessed with just the mood man i love it's my favorite soundtrack of the generation bar none I mean, not really? else. Yeah, and it's God, not. I feel so bad that I have played one game on your list, and it's Rock. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, I, it was, it's kind of clunky, and it's the sort of surface level story and the plot, but the the sub what you would describe as the subtext in like a movie, the subtext in a video game is like everything else. You know, the the newspapers, the audio logs, all that shit. You know, there's this one hub in the game, which is Prague. Prague is this kind of um, pretty small hub and it's maybe like, I don't know, eight to ten streets or something. And you don't believe it's a city. It doesn't feel like a city. But the amount of detail in it, the amount, oh my God, does not, there really is not a comparison in terms of hub worlds. Just exploring that place in 2016, Christmas of 2016, I got it as a birthday present. One of my fondest video game memories is going through Prague for the first time and i have since done it about four times nice i go back to this shit it is That's in my great. eyes like a fucking classic so there you go number two wow number two i think i know what your number one's gonna be but i'm not gonna say it i will say my number one which is like surprising when i was making this list because mm. do you know what my number one is no okay <laughs> it's but spoiler, it's spoiler. <laughs> I'm about to say it in two seconds, but spoiler, 
a previous game from this franchise has topped my generation list in another generation. Wow. It is low-key my favorite franchise, even though I don't care for half the games. Resident Evil 2 Remake. Yes. Best game of the gen. comeback this shit fucking ruled i was just playing it i was like yep <laughs> that was just my reaction i was playing it i was like <laughs> yep they did it it's fucking great i'm a big fan of resident evil this is the second best game in the franchise behind resident evil 4 it fucking rules oh. they completely mastered the stalker enemy thing mm. which was mr. mr x it's amazing and, like, the thing I love about Resident Evil is just, like, the sense of progression of just, like, I'm unlocking this door, then I'm going to this door. And, like, I didn't want to put it down at all. It's just so awesome. It's just such a fucking... The, the engine they have is oh. insane. The RE engine, which does not stand for Resident Evil, as we discussed before. <laughs> I forget what it stands for. It, I don't know what to say about it. Like, just, like, it's such a short game, too. It's, like, maybe seven hours long, like, per one of the characters. More nonsense story, whatever. It's fucking Resident Evil. Who cares? But it's just like such a tight, nonstop, thrill ride game. Just beautifully designed. Perfectly designed game. Mm. Pure class. That's what it feels like. I was saying, because I've not played it, so I have watched speedruns of it and stuff. I actually know it quite well now. Although I've not played it, so that is different. But um, Such a video game. Ass video game. Such a video game. But yeah. but I think when I when they revealed this, and I know they used this engine for RE Seven, but this was something else. Like Capcom came back; it it was a next level for them presentation wise. But I also think it's one of the best engines for what they do in the industry. I'm not actually like scared by the game at all, to be honest. Like I don't find it mm. that scary. Than, but it's just so intense. The momentum is just so palpable where you're just like, I just want to keep going. I want to keep going. You do feel like you're in like legit danger at all times. Uh, it's fucking great. It's just a perfect, it's a perfect game. Like there's not a single thing I can remember about it that I, I would have changed. Damn. It's fantastic. Uh, and really, it's not the my favorite game of the generation if we're coming on the Switch tomorrow, honestly. Uh, in Breath of the Wild. But this doesn't feel like a boundary pushing game in, in some ways. It's just like, it's just the perfect slice of gaming to me. And I, I want to, I got to go replay it again. It's fantastic. But that's my number one. And I also, there's not that many of them though. There's not that even from them for in no. that series. They haven't, they haven't knocked it out the park with that. No, that's the only one that's that like, way. like that's like with that third person perspective that's in like the classic yeah. RE format. Like that's really the only one that like is beloved. Like I played a bit of three and I'm like, mm, this isn't it. Uh, mm. But yeah, that's basically that is the only one. So it's also special. It's a special one. Special, special game, visceral special. <laughs> you actually feel like you're resident <laughs> in the game. You are uh, the resident. <laughs> Anyways, time for your number one. My number one. It's another sequel. It's another sequel. Oh, he it's knows. Number two. Uh, he knows, doesn't he? Uh, yeah, so my number one's the Sonic 2. Thank you. 
this stuck with me for real. Not a lot of things do, especially games. But yeah, this, games are fucking stupid. They're stupid, they're just there to stimulate you. But this stuck with me as an experience. God, this is so generic. As an experience, it stuck with me as in the journey. Now, a lot of the things I said about Deus Ex apply for Dishonored 2 in terms of, you know, spectacular environmental design, player agency, reactivity, all that stuff. In fact, I'd say, well, it is number one, but I'd say Dishonored 2 is actually more accomplished in that way than, than Deus Ex. But when you're growing up, again, I'll go back to the childhood thing. When you're growing up and you're playing games, you didn't always see the limitations of of stuff you didn't you weren't aware of like memory why you were this this door was here why the the world is sectioned off in this way you kind of just taken often kind of just enthralled by something and the you know the innocence of being a kid and just being taken by something and i obviously don't get that in anything as much when you grow up but in dishonor 2 and i'm not talking about the story or the plot which i actually don't even remember um but as a journey, I had that in that I was so engaged that I just stopped thinking out of context. Like I stopped thinking about it as a technical piece of software. You know? In the game. I I was <laughs> I was the dishonored. <laughs> and what contributed to that in some ways was just the sheer scale of the levels. Now obviously they're just they are levels, they have like a, an ending and stuff. But there's just an absurd amount of pathways and sort of intelligence behind the design. Uh, for example, there's this one level, right? Everyone cites this level called the Clockwork Mansion, which is you're going after to kill this dude and he is a sort of clockwork uh, maker, like a mechanical scientist guy. It's a mansion and he's up in the basement. And as you go in, the the mansion as you see it, as the level is presented to you, is actually kind of an illusion. And you trigger something, and the entire walls shift, and you realize that there's a hidden space. And then the level becomes about progressing through what is basically one giant puzzle. And every single aspect of it can be manipulated. And you get to the, you sort of pull the curtain and, and go behind it. That's just one great level. One of the standout levels, to be fair. There's a, an amazing amount of ingenuity, and it really did stick with me. I think it's a fantastic, fantastic game. And that was actually the reason why I was so excited for Deathloop, which I've not played yet. But, um, I was going to say, like, I'm going to play Deathloop soon. I've not played Dishonored 2. I've not played four of the five games. <laughs> Arcane, Arcane are just unbelievably talented and i know this podcast is going to feel like oh my god they just love everything well we don't we don't do we no we hate thank you matt i I appreciate you pouring your heart out on that one (laughs) and we love games we do love games ultimately this game is about like we we do this every three and a half weeks because we love games that's why we get out of bed every day but i love game Remember that? But um, we also hate fucking games so much. Games are fucking cringe. Games are bad. Games are embarrassing. And we're going to take the next 15, 20 minutes before I collapse.
talking about our least favorite things of the generation. Are the most like the the fucking not least just like shit we thought was embarrassing and fucking bad and cringe. Like, these are our fuck you, fuck you. cringe of the generation. Cringe. And we're just gonna name things and we're gonna see cringe. who has the better crop of cringe. I told Maddie collect some cringe ass shit, cringe. collect some cringe, to, and then you're gonna come. We're gonna get attack each other. Whoever has the most powerful cringe game. Yeah. It was easy for me because because I just needed to listen to your soft five and then I had my so (laughs) Fortnite is not top five cringe. But literally Fortnite's on my list, so I'll go first with Fortnite. Which actually was not not in your (laughs) It is good. The gameplay Uh, is fine. Wait, 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 wait. It's not about how good the game is. (laughs) This shit is cringe, man. I logged into it the other day. What is going on? Oh, yeah, for sure. What is it's going okay. on? What's happening? I don't know what it is. What I'll say about it, stopping it from being cringe, top five cringe. This is what it is. We're debating you can get whether a or not. Will Smith skin. Okay, and, and a Carnage skin. And you can get a Radiohead uh, <laughs> chime. Sure, that's cool. But listen, what the point of this segment is, is we're going to debate whether or not something is top three, top five cringe. And we're not going to have an ordered list, probably. There's no time for that. But, no, fuck it. But we're going to just say, debate, if something is worthy of top five cringe, we'll have a top five. Fortnite, the thing that stops it from being cringe is, like, number one, it's mostly kids playing it. I'm Whatever. just a bully, man. I'm a bully. You're a bully. <laughs> number two, it, it never got, like, uh, what's the word? It never felt like... Ins- I know it's just cr- like, yeah, you're right. You're just talking about it on a cringe level. I don't think it's like as embarrassing as like something I have on my list, which is like every sports game pretty much oh, like yeah. 2k or whatever, where it's just like the fucking marketing is so bad. We're like at Fortnite. It's like, Oh cool. You get this free Avengers thing or whatever. It's like promotional, which is like, yeah, that is fucking cringe. I'll admit. But at one point it was kind of pure at, and like in fucking, it doesn't feel like NFT level, like fucking NBA 2K give it time, or whatever. Man. That's to me like like FIFA, NBA 2K, like stuff where it feels like legalized gambling. That's like that's I'm like, oh god, that is so embarrassing. Screw you, Fortnite. I don't. I feel like oh, if you play it for free, it's still fun mm. if you're a kid or whatever. Yeah. So I found, but I understand it being kind of embarrassing. But um, let's put it aside then. We'll put so it aside. I, NBA, I don't think that's top five. I can hear at NBA. That's a new level of it's an it is it's gone beyond the pale. It's fucking insane. So if you go online to look back. up, if look up the state farm, like there's literally like you talk to the state farm insurance spokesperson, and like and your character's like, yes, cool, the state farm guy, <laughs> and then you have to pay in currency, which you earn by playing a million games or paying with your real money. You can buy a State Farm, like, polo or whatever. It's fucking so bad. It's embarrassing. It makes me hate basketball, and I love basketball. It makes me feel like basketball is, like, the lamest culture of all time. I mean. it No, it's not. It's cool. Basketball is <laughs> Like, it's the whole thing about basketball that it's it's cool. All the players are cool. It's like, oh, check out my guy. He has, like, he's wearing Jordans that I literally played, paid $40 in real world. It's like, it's like Instagram for losers. <laughs> <laughs> it's so bad. Um, All right. 
So I was giving him, oh man. I, I think I, I could go this top up. five, maybe. I fucked this up. <laughs> my next one, my next one's God of War 2018. <laughs> Come on. Which is so fucking cringe to me, man. I'm sorry. Dad, Kratos is so fucking cringe. Like, it just is. Boy. Boy. That shit is cringe. It is pretty cringe. This is what Naughty Dog, like, yeah. what I found cringe about Naughty Dog, but it's even more, like, serious. It's the director DVD, Last of Us, <laughs> although it looks like a Hollywood movie. It's amazing it, looking, and it's I, I think it's a good game, but, like, yeah. It's a good game, but I couldn't, I just can't. I just, he's got a beard, he's a, no. No, here's my I'm, thing though here's what no I, I understand way. that i thought like the first like half hour was like bringing the mother's ash i'm like okay fuck that. So but how far did you get in it i got like up to when he meets the sexy witch okay it gets way more go- campy and goofy and insane as it goes on and then that's when i'm like okay Okay, and that undercuts the self seriousness, which is it, it totally does. And then, like he cringe. like finds his old chains, and I'm like, yeah, let's, and then it becomes like badass, and like in yeah. a in a sort of hilarious way. So like, I'm not trying to shoot down your all your picks, but I do. I completely understand. I where actually you're don't from. care, but yeah, that's fine. Okay, I was gonna say okay, so not like I do think along those lines, something that was fucking hilariously embarrassing. <laughs> I'm not going to say the Far Cry fan- franchise, even though that's very embarrassing at this point. I was going to say Days Gone. Yeah. But I haven't played it. But that, that was like one of those things where like even gamers at the time were like, oh, God. Like that's how they reacted to like the badass guy. Here's what I'm going to say. My One of my picks is Battlefield. I was going to mm. say Star Wars Battlefront. But that's just bad. <laughs> Battlefront is just bad. It sucks. It's so fucking bad. I'm sorry, I'm swearing a lot. It's Star Wars Battlefront is horrible. And anyone who likes it is like completely deluded. It's terrible. Both of them are so bad. It's insane like how much of a layup that was. And they botched it so bad. It's just like twice. Dice is cringe. Here's the thing that's cringe. Battlefield is so embarrassing. Every time I see another one of those fuck every two years one of those fucking E3 trailers where it's like destructible environment like oh get off the roof get off the roof the building's imploding and you're like shoot at you freaking jump onto a helicopter i'm like this is so embarrassing because everyone knows this isn't doesn't happen in the game it's horrible the games are boring who is enjoying these games at this this one is meant to be so bad like the biggest almost not maybe not the biggest but truly coming down to earth with a thud when this this thing dropped after that trailer and it sucks. Who's falling for this at this point? I know. No, 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 guys, this is the one with destructible environment. No, this one's real damage. And all that means is like there's like a sequence of events where like you can take down tornado. a tornado shooter. Oh yeah, Dude. tornadoes. That's what that's what it was. <laughs> that's what I had written down here. The fucking tornado in the trailer made me laugh so hard. I was like crying laughing at the trailer. We're like Oh god, we gotta get out of here. The tornado's coming. And everyone's getting like the cars are getting sucked into the tornado. No, man. No. Screw you. That sucks. It's so bad. That is going on. It's 100 percent It's That's so pinned to the fucking wall, man. And <laughs> it's <is> so cringy. <laughs> okay. You have to have I have like I have so many things. Alright. I've got Destiny. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, but Destiny e- 2. Everything about this game. It's so uh, embarrassing. So, <laughs> I can't, man. Like, if you're playing this fucking game right now, you're a mug. Like, <laughs> they, they fucking hate you. It's they so, don't give a I shit. I don't know. About, here's the thing. And, I don't know what this game is, and I think it's fucking embarrassing. <laughs> and, like, that's not even to mention, I mean, Bungie storytelling, if you could call it that, because they don't make sense. This isn't like <laughs> me, like an expression. No, they literally don't make sense. And it's not like, oh, you need to read the wiki. No, it doesn't make sense. I have never understood what I am doing in Destiny when I used to play it, when I used to be a mug, which I'm not anymore. I learned me lesson. Everything about it, the fucking aesthetic, man. It's so so self-serious. It's like excruciating how self-serious it is. The names they have for fucking everything, like the Crucible of Loss, like the like the Shadow <laughs> Keep the DLC, Realm. What's the DLC called? Oh, there's so much like Beyond Light and uh, just all of it. That's what I felt about like Anthem too, like the that Bioware game that came out. It's just like it's like fucking the Tom Cruise movie Oblivion or whatever, but like more like more <laughs> like that aesthetic or something, but just like bad. It's like bad Dune or something like like I don't know what it is. I don't know. There's like when some things are so self consciously like. This is the next big thing that gamers do. This this world. I'm just like, you can't come in with a world, man. You can't come in with like, <laughs> this is the lore. Like, nah. You can't come in that hot. They were feeling themselves so much after Halo. They're like, no, nah, we can do this. We don't need Halo. Uh, but th- this the thing also that why has to be on there is like, no one fucking gives a fuck about Bungie anymore. And it's so sad. Like, it's <laughs> so know. sad that like, either they're bleeding talents, I don't know. But or the talent is like in chains working <laughs> on this fucking game where nothing matters ever. This is the thing. The shooting feels good, but it doesn't fucking matter. None of it matters. You're just on a treadmill. I feel bad because I've never played this game, but I'm like, this is like, I want it. Like, basically, this segment is like, we want to shove people who play this game into or like the developers into a locker. Like, we're bullies. We're straight up being bullies here. So I apologize. No, I, I, I'm, I just, I'm not an enabler. I am not. Willing to enable Destiny players <laughs> and telling them it's okay. It's not okay, man. I'm just like, anything where like stop. somebody's like, no, this is it. This is going to be the next big thing. And it's just like, it doesn't work. It is so funny to me. And like, these games sold like decently well. I'm just like, nobody. Like, this isn't no. it. That's not no. it, man. Okay. Um, well, we talked about some cinematic games. Do you have any other cinematic <laughs> games for this list? I had a joke. I all wanted to say was Gears of War 5 for one reason, right? And you won't know this. The I mean, game they're all cringe, is, but like... The game's actually way. called Gears 5. Officially, right? Oh, oh, my God. And there's this just insanely cringe moment at the opening. <laughs> is where, it Marcus Phoenix's son or whatever? No, no, no. Honestly, just it, the game starts and it's a cinematic and it goes, previously on Gears. And it's just like... <laughs> No, you can't do that. It, no, you can't. You we can't need to get treat more out of every game. No, ever. you can't treat the story of Gears of War like it's a TV show, <laughs> and you also can't say Gears just because fans say it. That isn't allowed. 
So that was my joke mentioned, but it's a serious thing. I needed to bring that up. So yeah. What uh, okay, say? Days Gone. The order, the order was a huge flop. So the, okay, so we have several categories here: NBA Two K cringe online stores, evil cringe, basically evil cringe, Battlefield EA cringe, Destiny cringe. EA cringe. Yes. Uh, <laughs> cinematic cringe. You have God of War and like I don't know about that, but like. The Order, Days Gone, Years 5. Okay, now we have to go to the cringe, which is like humor cringe. Bad jokes, unfunny uh-huh. games. Obviously, you got to mention Borderlands. Never played a second no, of this that shit. Wins. No, that wins. like ever. <laughs> I forgot that fucking... 100% wins. <laughs> I'm sorry. And Bullet Bulletstorm, I guess, is also in that same category. I'm just like, it's fucking epic. Epic. Random you, axe body we're, spray unicorn. <laughs> we're gonna have to pull some clips from Claptrap <laughs> from Borderlands 3, which I actually enjoyed because it, it's really fun to play, but i not kidding you. probably very addictive I, games. I've I muted the voices. I muted the voices. It is like just unbelievably annoying man is it like, like is it that like what i've seen is like it literally is like la epic like e-bombs world fucking level no genuinely like, genuinely reddit, it is sub um, like not subreddits but su- below reddit tier humor no with, it's like, like the cake animals. is a lie the cake is a lie <laughs> uh, like over and over in different variations penny arcade penny arcade a hundred percent bacon Chuck Norris bacon fucking shit. Fuck you. The trailer for the new one or whatever. Yeah. Tiny tips. <laughs> like I used to. I'm like seriously. The fucking like Marvel snarky like Uncharted shit. I find uh, like disgusting in its own way. But it's like at least Uncharted's well written. I can even like tolerate bad quips in games work because like it's so commonplace. This is just like no, absolutely like the the. Art is so freaking similarly like epic random sauce like <laughs> shit that I'm just like how is this still humor? Pizza. Like, but it's just like literally just like epic boobs or whatever. <laughs> just like I feel like that's like the freaking level of humor. Okay, two other quick categories here: overpromised, like interconnected world shit. Drive Club made me laugh really hard. <laughs> All the advertisements for Drive Club. Into a whole new world of racing. Like, what the <laughs> fuck? So many things like that. And that new Ubisoft game that came out looks like perfectly charming. But I'm just like, Raiders guys, you cannot fucking do this every two years. This is not going to be the one that like takes over. The crew. The division. The crew. The, the like, uh, like steep. this is not going to like, nobody's going to like change, build their lifestyle around these games. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, you can't force it. It's just like, feels so forced. I can't, but there's one other category. Oh, no. Two other categories. Sorry. Two more here. Number one, this this genre of, like, co-op multiplayer games, like, everyone wanted to get theirs this generation. Or, like, more not co-op. The 1v whatever. Like, 1v4. Evolve. Remember Evolve? One of you is the monster. How many more of these can come out? Please tell me. <laughs> uh... I can't. Uh, Dead by Daylight, innit? Dead by, yeah, yeah. People like, love that, though. I know, but, like, enough. But the other last cringe category I wanted to get to, I don't, I don't know if you have more, indie cringe. 
yes, that was my last one, which was, I'm just going to jump in here and say 18 or 16 bit indie video games. Stop. <laughs> it's over. It's Please. Over. It doesn't matter if it's good. I've written down Hotline Miami. I don't care if it's good. It's it's like an 80s. Like, <laughs> and it's really good. Like 80s, like 16. Eight, no. Celeste, good game. No, it's like I don't. Blade, I don't. It's like bisexual lighting Blade Runner, though. It's cool. I know, but I like, I, listen, I oh, like Celeste a lot. I like Hotline Miami a lot. They need to stop doing that, making 8-bit games about grief immediately. Uh, here's my thing for indie cringe, though. It's not really indie. No Man's Sky. Mm. I know people like that game. What the fuck know. was that? No, no thank still, you. It's still not good. They never fixed the game. The way they, they talked about shit. that game made me feel like squirm. <laughs> I was just going to be like, No Man's Sky is the next thing. <laughs> he was British. He wasn't, though, was he? That guy. I don't know. <laughs> I think he was. I just imagine everyone is British when they're like overhyping a game. <laughs> when they're like... <laughs> The entire universe is at your fingertips. Travel to your own galaxy and create <laughs> create worlds that you can that terraform. We're gonna get so much hate mail for this, but uh, yeah, that shit's lame. I can't do it's it. So lame. It sucks. Who does so, like like I I know people that have played and like oh it's relaxing it's fun or whatever. Sure, not for me, man. I game to game. <laughs> I'm here to game, man. It was a crushing disappointment, let's be honest. I don't know. Like, maybe I'm like, it is sad that I find, like, people trying to do new things cringe, but <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, we have a top four written down. NBA 2K mm. cringe. Battlefield cringe. 100%. Borderlands. Uh, Borderlands, number one on the list, cringe. Destiny, number two. <laughs> cringe. What a funny list <laughs> of just shit. We're like, what the fuck is this? I think it's a good representation of for sure generation, which is what we tried to do today. Absolutely, we've tried to provide. I don't know if you could call it a canon. I mean, you can if you want. We'll see what listenership says, but uh, I we think we went easy on games. I think like we could have listed like Rise of the Tomb Raider. Or whatever, mm. like just all these like cinematic games that came out. There's so many we other held things back, we could have done. To. We held back. We were nice, if anything. Yeah, we've shown a kind of, I think, a sort of um, cultured restraint, maturity, uh, really. Yeah, because ultimately, when when video games win, we all win. Is that not listen? Right? I want every game to be good. So do I. Why would I want any game to fail? I want to be playing games at all times and be happy <laughs> and never return to real life. That's what I want. So we don't want anyone to fail. Does that mean I'm going to try the next Destiny? Give it a fair sh shake? No, of course not. <laughs> Absolutely not. You won't catch me fucking dead playing that shit. But I want it to be good for us, the gamers. But I hope we gave you a good overview of the generation. The good and the bad. I'm just wiping a tear, man. What a gen. What it a really gen. wasn't. <laughs> when I look back at it, what I'm like, gen. <laughs> I'm like, Loved it. I feel weird not putting like Breath of the Wild down or whatever, but whatever. Oh my god. It's fucking good. We literally uh, agreed. And you're like, but I got you. I but I have to name it. 
<laughs> you have to name Mario Odyssey. It's the best. It is the best. It is my favorite <laughs> gen. But, and listen, Nintendo has, if we feature Nintendo, they would also get on the cringe list for something, or I don't know what. Smosh. Smash. <laughs> New fighter arrives. Oh my god, it's fucking Sora. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Well, my original idea for this episode is we ranked every Smash player. <laughs> not at, like having not played the game in like years, just like by like how cool the by coolness, like who do we want to hang out with? Banjo we'll do it event. Actually, we should do that episode. We should we shouldn't we should bury do that. that. We should rank every Smash Brothers character with DLC based on like how much <laughs> how cool the characters are. We are now a less based podcast. We have gone. <laughs> Pure that's where the money is i'm sorry this is one that's gonna triple our downloads <laughs> which already but, are super high obviously spoiler alert though falco will be number one on my list i guess i should be thankful but anyways thank you for listening on that note we love you we cherish you we're talking to games obviously we love you games the listeners you're just along for the ride, but we love games. And next time we speak, we will be speaking about Halo Infinite. The new gener the new generation. Finally, finally something new. We put we're talking about Halo. <laughs> Bye. Bye.